Hello and welcome to another episode of Improper Football. My name is Mark. I know I'm Biz. And we're coming at you live from Miller's Ale House in Rockville, Maryland. And we're actually we both together this week. We are. Face to face, once again, after my trip to Cincinnati. So, good to be back in the DMV. Good to be back in the DMV. Not only are we at Miller's Ale House, which we've been at a couple of times in the past, we have, but it's a unique situation because of the COVID situations that have pushed and rescheduled games. Yeah, it's Tuesday night. We're in the DC area, yeah. and Washington football team is playing the Eagles. So you may hear speak. some rowdy, rowdy, excited fans. Uh, but that's just going to add to the ambience yeah. of what's going on right now. And I would also like to add, um, Mark's favorite team is also playing at the moment, uh, which is also on. So you may even hear Rowdy fans in particular, my esteemed co-host as well. Yeah. As always, we have a lot to talk about. And it's different things to talk about. I'm not necessarily like angry at one particular person this week because for the first time in God knows how long, there hasn't been a headline of one person being terrible. We've talked about Urban Meyer multiple times. We've talked about Antonio Brown multiple times. We've talked about Aaron Rodgers multiple times. I think we've exhausted the list of the people we've talked about multiple we have. times. We have. It's interesting because, you know, we talked about Urban Meyer a lot last week. And then lo and behold, as you mentioned, if we'd left it two or three hours later, then... Yeah, uh, he finally got the uh, got the boot. So um, yeah, we, uh, we we don't need to talk about that anymore. We don't. Or Antonio it, was, Brown. it was the correct decision. Oh, without yeah, a doubt, the correct decision. And I'm glad that the Jaguars get to move on. But before we get into the NFL, let's recap what happened in our league this past week. Why don't Only we do that? Two games that really mattered because we are now in the playoffs, and we had two playoff games uh, with biz with his first round bye and also mark with his first round bye as well yes the first round matchups were jerry versus ryan and we had andy versus spencer and even though there are games going on right now for all intents purposes there is nothing that tonight is going to change the only thing that we have left is spence is playing with a player and he's ahead by 20 points okay so that means that your winners for the first round of the playoffs jerry destroys ryan and Spence beats out Andy, which means that this coming week's matchup oh, no. is going to be Here we go. Biz versus Jerry and Mark versus Spence. Now, it's a matchup that we've seen a couple of times. Yes, they played each other twice. Um, on, on a personal level, I am not looking forward to playing Jerry. The one time I played him, he beat me. He beat me quite easily. We touched on this a bit. Jerry's team is stacked, and I'm, I'm still, kind of gobsmacked that he's lost, managed to lose six matches this year. Just to give everybody a listen, yes, he's why, got Pat Mahomes, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Stephon Diggs, uh, Rob Gronkowski, Mark Andrews. Like he's got, as long as there are no injuries that happen to his team, knock on wood, uh, he's got arguably one of the most exciting rosters in the league. Right, and he beat me. A few weeks ago, um, and yeah, the, it's it's the worst possible matchup for me. I would have preferred uh, <laughs> going up against Spence. Team, I would have preferred going up against Spence, um, and I would have preferred going up against um, Andy, Team Lasso. But yeah. um, you know, um, I, I guess uh, I guess that's what I get for 
all my gloating last year. I'm not sure if I mentioned, but I won the league. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers that, but just to recap, I did win the league. So, as I mentioned, I mean, this game next week doesn't mean anything to me. As far as I'm concerned, I've won the league. So, so he's the know, regular season I, champion, and we're looking for the full league championship yes, uh, next. Correct, actually. That's a great way of putting it. Um, and just preempting a loss, which um, <laughs> is on the I've already won. He's trying to so, already make it seem like eyes, when I've Jerry won. destroys him this week that it's not that big of a deal. We'll talk a little bit more in detail about that. Yes. Uh, and we'll talk about more about um, Mark playing against Spence once we get to that. But we got a lot to talk about with the NFL. Yeah. And primarily, without a doubt, the big story that is continuing from the previous week is COVID is continuing to ravish lineups and rosters. It is just kind of crazy, like, what it has done as far as, like, the players that can't be there. Like, Baker Mayfield was not able to take the field this past week. They had to play with Keith Keenum, I yes. think it was. As we speak. As Taylor, we speak. Uh, Taylor Heineke. Oh, yeah. Well, we take Taylor Heineke is not being able to play, as is their other backup. The Washington football team had to sign Garrett Gilbert to their practice squad three days ago and then elevated him just before this game so that he could start. We talked before about how the uh, Browns Raiders got moved to Monday to be able to compensate for the amount of COVID cases. Uh, the Rams Seahawks got moved from Sunday to Tuesday because of COVID cases. The Rams got better, but then the Seahawks had their own COVID thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would like to use this whole, I'm not bitter meme. I'm extremely bitter about this because the rule at the beginning of the season by the NFL is that there are not enough players on your team to field a, a an eligible team to actually play your team forfeits. And there would be no rescheduling. But what happened this past weekend? The league rescheduled the Rams and the uh, Washington football team to be played a couple of days later. Now, a couple of days ago, the Seahawks started announcing that they started testing a lot of positive cases. We're down 10 players today, right. including Tyler Lockett. Now, I believe he actually tested positive, so it's harder for him to get back. Right. But my problem with this whole thing is they made the exception for the Rams to move the game to for them to get healthy, okay. but they couldn't move the game to the Seahawks for them to get healthy. And I have a problem with that. I understand that it's harder to do the later in the week, but you shouldn't have made the the uh, you should have made the exception to begin with, because now you've created favoritism, and you've now created a what's the term an arbitrary condition. As long as we can keep rescheduling it before Wednesday, then we will. But now, what happens if people test positive on Sunday? Right. Uh, to me, there, there's it's one rule for some teams and maybe not for other teams. And I think a lot of this obviously has to do with, and I hope this is not the case, but, you know, money for the league in terms of showing games on Monday, or like on Tuesday now, as we speak, we're doing this podcast, there's two games going on. Um, I mean, it's great watching games and, on I mean, Tuesday great, night. But, but yeah, it's, it, it doesn't seem a set rule. As you yeah. say, there's a rule that before the season, if you can't field a team, uh, you, forfeit. For, you forfeit. But now they're rescheduling. They've, they've rescheduled, obviously, a couple of games. So, and, and I have a feeling this may well continue throughout the Christmas period. Let me be 100% clear on my thoughts on this, because I don't want to come across as being a spoiled whiny brat. I am not in any way, shape, or form stating that I believe the Seahawks deserved to for a forfeit win for what was going on this past week. 
I have I, I completely understand that the Rams, for the most part, are, are a better team than the Seahawks. So though right now, as the game is being played, it is a tied 10 to 10 game late in the third quarter. So I don't know how this game is going to end. Yes. Uh, you'll know better than I do, uh, listeners at home, to be able to see how this game is going to play out. But if there's a set rule in place. And then the rule... It needs to be followed. It needs to be followed. And if it's being adjusted and it's happening to a detriment of another team, and in this case it's a detriment to the Seahawks, it just feels terrible. And it feels like this is... I'm not saying it's being done intentionally because I'm not saying that like the team doesn't... The league doesn't care no, about the it, Seahawks. But, That's but not it, the but case. It, but it streaks... It reeks of... Of a bias. Of, of a bias because the Rams are doing well. And because they're and in Los so Angeles. It's a big market. Right, right. Well, Seattle's a pretty big market too. But they're, they're not very good this bid, year. They're not particularly good this year. So you don't want to like potentially like harm a team that could be the number one overall seed. But those were the rules that were established in, at the beginning of the season. Did you just say they're the 20th biggest market? In the Seattle. So Seattle is, Seattle is the 13th country. or 12th largest metro market in the country, but it's not the second or third largest in the country like Los Angeles. Well, there's always there's always these side things at play, these ulterior motives at play. You hope that isn't the case, as you say. The intentions of the NFL, it probably isn't, but you can't help but think that way. It stinks of the wrong decision was made. True. But I think it's something. But the fans would prefer to see more games played rather than games. Yes, forfeited. exactly. I'm on that and same side. Yeah, I mean, it has been kind of nice having matches from Thursday all the way to today, and just I'm have, not gonna lie. It, although it annoys, it's annoying for us because we can't often record when there's no games. You know what? But that. I, I don't have a problem with that. I have no problem with like watching it. Like we watched the Arizona Packers game a few weeks ago, That's right over here at the here. booth, a couple yeah. of booths away from yeah. us. Yeah. Now there is a little bit of uncertainty. I'd much rather record a Thursday night game than a Tuesday night game yeah. because the whole week is done from before, and you can talk about what happened before. But we pretty much know what's going on with our league. Yeah. Anyway, we've belabored this conversation. COVID has been a big problem, and with Omicron being as contagious. Not, and even if it is more mild, it is more contagious than the previous versions, it's just going to continue to ramp up. Yeah. I wouldn't be I shocked this, if we saw some uh, canceled games. This problem is not going to go, go away anytime soon. It's not. <laughs> Moving on to actual games that happened this past week. We had some pretty massive upsets in the form of the Arizona Cardinals losing to the Detroit Lions, which has actually knocked the Lions out of the, the number one overall pick. And even though this is a division uh, a, a division matchup, and even though this team has actually beaten the Bucks seven times in a row in the regular season, the Saints not just beating the Bucks, but shutting out Tom Brady for the first time since 2006. Like, that's a big upset to me. That was huge. To me, the, the Tampa Bay New Orleans was actually a much bigger upset to me. Not not the fact that Tampa Bay lost, although that in itself would have been a huge loss, but just the way, I mean, as you say, Tampa Bay getting blanked with all the firepower they have, even with Antonio Brown out. Um, and Chris Godwin out And too. Chris Godwin out, but just, they were god awful. I mean, they couldn't move the ball. Well, Leonard Fournette left the game early too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think he did. But to yeah. me, to be blanked like that against New Orleans, I mean, New Orleans did a really, really good job. But that, to me, was bigger. The, the thing about Arizona, and, and you've heard this a lot, as good as they have been, there's something, we've heard it over the last few weeks, can they be trusted? And to me, there is this slightly soft underbelly to them that they can't. Like, 
to me, it's it's not that surprising that they lost. The one game where you think they were dead certain to win. We didn't even bring it up as a possibility last no. week when we were talking about how many close exactly. games. And we're and like, we're not even going to talk about Lions and Cardinals. Shut the bed, as he would say. Yeah. And completely just... And it wasn't even like they were unlucky. They got... The Lions beat them down. Like, yeah, pretty Jared Goff easily. had control of that whole Jared game. Jared Goff had a good game. Um, some might, you know... Preseason pick is coming good at the right time, <laughs> even though I believe he just tested positive. For, uh, he did just uh, test positive, <laughs> yeah, and so. the Lions are actually mathematically eliminated from possibility from playoffs at this point. So good well, on you. Uh, there's no, always next year. Yes, there's always next year. So yeah, to, to me, the, the Tampa Bay score was 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 a was a much bigger story to a certain extent. Um, just really surprising. I mean, and again. It's sort of it's not just the fact that Tampa Bay got blanked. But New Orleans only scored nine points. Yeah, it was so just it's like field all goals. you need is a field goal and a touchdown and you've got the golden boy at quarterback. It's unbelievable to think that he can't he couldn't find a way to get the ball in the end zone somehow over the course of sixty minutes. So that it, it was just um, mind boggling to me. When I saw the score I actually I, I thought like there was something wrong with it or something. Or maybe you know the game what? Me too. Ex- maybe the game hadn't ended. There were a couple of like drives early on that I'm like, oh, the Bucks are about to score here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, this is looking yeah. good. And lo- then I looked up and it was 6-0. I'm like, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's like a two in yeah. front of that zero that's just not loaded. And no, no, it just wasn't. No. The one thing I would say is, you know, certainly in my kind of football, you often get these games where a really a really bad team will be well not the New Orleans is really bad but a team you don't expect will cause a massive upset in the NFL it doesn't happen as often because there's fewer games but I think Tampa Bay is going to be fine yeah. I mean it, it, it sounds a cliche but it is actually only one L in the column whether you lose a close game or whether you get blanked get shut out whatever so I think Tampa Bay is going to be fine Arizona on the other hand I think it might be part of a slightly It might be them problem. sliding back. Yeah. Which was their problem last year. They had an amazing first part of the season. They went like six and one yeah. to start the and year or something down, like that. Down and the then stretch. they like lost everything down the stretch. Uh, if the Rams manage to uh, uh, to like they're completing a drive right now, if they manage to score on this and hold on to beat the Seahawks, they are gonna be tied with the Cardinals down the stretch. True. Come on man, you gotta have faith in your team. I don't have faith, but we're down Tyler Lockett. We don't have corners on our team. PMA, positive mental attitude, mate. <laughs> Is that how you won the league this year? Yes. Um, for that, I'm not sure if I mentioned, but yeah, I, I, I won the league. Um, yes, because of my um, yeah, PMA. So, moving on from these amazing upsets, there was another like interesting matchup. I won't call it an upset since I picked it. Uh, but the Colts shocked most people and beat the Patriots on Saturday night. I, I don't, I don't think it was that much of a shock. This isn't like Tampa Bay, New Orleans, no. or even the Lions, Arizona. This was the Colts were a good team. The, the Patriots are a good team. It was yeah. two good teams playing each other, and the Colts were at home. Now, I will say the manner in which the Colts won was very surprising. Again, they, the Patriots didn't score until the fourth quarter. Right, right. It was it was 20 to nothing, wasn't it, I believe? Yeah, yeah, stage. 20 to nothing going so, into the fourth quarter. So, yeah, the manner in which, you know, Jonathan Taylor running riot. Oh, my gosh, uh, he looks so good. Yeah, I mean, to me, he should be the MVP. I think, I so think he's been the best player um, this year. Uh, yeah, um, that... I, it wasn't a, a really surprising result. I think the ma- the manner was, and and the Colts 
the Colts are one of those teams that can spring a surprise. They're, yeah. they're a very solid team. They've got a good defence. They don't sort of beat themselves. They play, they're, they're kind of tough and physical. And, you know, if they get if they get to the playoffs, I think they could be difficult for anyone. I think so too. Yeah. Like, I, I've mentioned it a few times, and I, last week I also talked about this, this as well. Darius Leonard might be one of my favorite defensive players in the league. Yeah. Um, he is just absolutely incredible to be able to watch what he does from the interior of the field. He is one of those, like, true ring generals, and it's really, really going to be fun to see how he continues to go on this. This is not a good game for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz only threw for 57 yards, and he threw for a pick as well. But because Jonathan Taylor was responsible for 170 yards on the run, uh, on the ground, and because the defense was just so dominant in that first three yeah. quarters, the Colts look as good as any team. No, I and agree. they may take I over agree. the Titans as being that team to beat from that division. Yes, and I think what's interesting is that's their identity. You know, you and and it's a bit like the Titans with Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know they're going to give him the ball 25, 30 times a game, and you still can't stop him. He's still going to run yeah. for 150 yards a game. It's the same with Jonathan Taylor. Everyone knows he's going to get the ball a lot, yeah. and people still can't stop him. That's they're so good at running, running the ball that they're doing. They've been doing it for the last seven, eight weeks. The other thing is that Carson Wentz, interestingly, is now when he, when he was in Philadelphia or his rookie year where he was fantastic for 10, 11 games. Um, he he was this kind of um, I don't say gunslinger, but he 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 was, he was the an kind improviser. Of he was kind of the main man, yeah. and now he's almost become this game manager where they're not asking him to do that much mistake-free football. Just go out there, don't, don't, don't make us lose the game. We've got a great running game, we've got a really good defence that can win us games, and that's, that's what they've been doing. Reminds me a lot of what the uh, San Francisco 49ers were doing during their Super Bowl run where, yeah. you know, Jimmy G, as much as I rag on him, he's a good quarterback. Solid. He's a yeah. good, solid quarterback. And if he needs to be able to put the game on his back, he can't. He has shown that he has the ability to throw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns in a game. Yeah. It's not what he can do consistently, but he has the capability. Carson Wentz took an Eagles team to like being one of the best teams in the league before he tore his ACL in his sophomore season. Uh, so we know he has the ability to do so, and he has the mental acumen to be able to see the field and be able to make plays easy. But that's not what this team is built around. The way that this team has been winning, and I'm not calling this team the team I'm about to, to, to refer them to, but the 2000 or 2001 Baltimore Ravens, that one with Ray Lewis dominating. It is a big comparison, but consider it. Power running game. It had Jamal Lewis playing there. Uh, it also had a secondary running back in the back when you had... Um, uh, Jamal Lewis and Priest Holmes were in the same backfield mm. in that year, and right now you've got—I I believe they still have Naheem Hines, which is actually who's actually yeah, he's doing a good, he's good, a good second, kind of second yeah. option. Yeah. So you got him and Jonathan Taylor. You've got a bunch of receivers that have a lot of talent, but none of them really, really stick out. You've got a quarterback who has a lot of promise and potential. I don't think people realize how highly touted Trent Dilfer was coming out of college. He was like the, the like a top five draft pick in like 93, 94. Um, but he, they were just asking him to manage the game. Yes. And I think on that, I think it's an exception to the rule, but you can, you can win a Super Bowl riding a great defense with a game manager at quarterback who doesn't make mistakes, who just does the right things. Um, or even get 2014 to, or, Seahawks? 
Well, yeah, Russ no. wasn't a what, Russ wasn't a playmaker then. Yeah, but he was still he was pretty good. I, I mean, it was I, pretty good. But they were they were asking Trent Dilfer. Come on, without a doubt, one hundred percent. But amazing off, amazing defense, a power running game that ran through a good offensive line with Marshawn Lynch, and he Russ barely threw for like 200, 225 yards per game. That yeah, season. but you could see he had he had the talent. talent. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, the Bears got to a Super Bowl with, with Rex, Rex Grossman at quarterback. So. You, you know, that old adage, defense wins championships. I think it it does it does make a lot of sense. There are certain years. I don't think it. Ha- I think now, especially, it doesn't happen very often. I think you do need a really a really good talent at quarterback to yeah. win the Super Bowl for the most part. But there are there is the odd occasion where you can ride a great a running Bowl game, right? A ra- great running game and a great defense all the way to a championship. Yeah. It's a great way to start. Yeah. Uh, the Colts certainly have everything that they need in place for that team to be successful. And we're just watching Garrett Gilbert run for uh, like no no that wasn't Garrett Gilbert who was that last name Carter yes. Hold on, what happened here? Oh, it was oh, a, so, uh, an uh, end around. Yeah, end around. Yeah. I think the Colts are peaking at the right time. They are. And they could really end up being something that wins a few games in the playoffs and potentially just puts themselves right there. I agree. But to me, the game of the week was actually last Thursday night's game. Yeah, oh my God. Cheese Chargers. Oh my God. What a game. Um, I mean, I watched the, all of the second half. I have to say... Brandon Staley, the coach. And I, 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 I'm, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant because I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This whole American obsession with not drawing a game. This idea that, as you, 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 you couldn't have said it better, that somehow drawing is, is the same losing. as losing yeah. or is worse than losing. In many cases, it's it like be... lose gloriously. I don't, I don't get it. They left well, we nine, went for it, and you put they, it all on the left, field. They left nine points. They left nine points on makeable field goals. Brandon Staley's ridiculous decisions to constantly go for it. Every it was like I'm the smartest guy in the room. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go for it. And and they lost a game because of those decisions. There's no other way you can put it. I would agree. And with that. What, what I don't understand is how no one cares. How even the pl- I mean, I know you're defending the coach. People say, oh defending the coach and I mean we're going to talk about this as well we're going to bring up we're going to bring up the Packers Ravens game too but it we can bring that up right now too we can because it's in the same vein it's in the same vein but it it just annoys me it's partly because I wanted the Chargers to win because I think it makes the division more interesting and the Chargers overall played really well but it's just this situational football you always talk about you know play the game take the after you don't get it or fall down maybe one or two times Maybe you might think, okay, let's just take the points on offer. Um, I guess my other takeaway is the Chiefs are definitely back and ascending. Yeah, but Travis Kelsey, absolute stud. I mean, he, I think he had 10 receptions for 191 yards, two, two touchdowns. You've memorized that stat. Yeah, I was just blown away by how good he was. It's one of those that, games that where game. like, you I mean, are he, just in awe from the majesty of a tight end. Yeah, yeah. But just the way they use him as well, I, I, I mean, yeah. But I just, the Chargers blew that game. and But yeah, so yeah, why don't we bring this up? Obviously, Packers-Ravens, Ravens without Lamar Jackson, 
played really well against the Packers and against Ravens go and try and win it again at the end for a two-point try. Don't make it. Second week in a row, maybe it's the second time in three weeks. We know like what that. happened against Pittsburgh. That's two games they lost, and, and I'm sorry. I'm just going to lead you in with this question. What, what record is better? Eight, four, and two, or eight and six? In this particular situation, Discuss. I actually have a different answer than I did the previous week. So I mentioned before, when they went for it on uh, second down, uh, for two points against the Steelers, the reason why they made that decision, according to what it seems like, is they were down all four of their starting secondary members and in the quick defense. On. Now, I still this don't week, agree with it, but I understand that, but it is a legitimate argument. Yeah. For this week, as they were preparing, as they were marching down the field, there, there was a video for Mic'd Up, or Wired, whatever it was called that uh, the coaches have, where you could see John Harbaugh was actually asking his staff and his quarterback, Huntley, yes. at the time, if we get the touchdown, do you want to go for it? He was letting his team have the confidence to be able to make the decision for him. He asked them multiple times. It actually seems like the way he was asking, he wanted them to say, let's go for one. Let's play for overtime. But he was putting the decision in their hands. And for me, I disagree with their decision. I think they should have gone for the extra point and played to the to the overtime because in this particular game, yes, you're going against Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he was getting hot in that particular game towards the end, but at the same time, you have a team that you fielded for the whole week. I don't care like if all your starters for being for the year didn't show up. I don't know which ones were there and which ones weren't there this past week. But you still had a team that you fielded as your starters this past week. You should rely on that. You also don't pass the buck off to the rest of your team. You don't go up to a quarterback who's not started more than a couple of games and say, hey, do you want to go for it? And essentially absolving yourself of all blame. What I think it does is it brings more blame on you because as the HUD coach in those tough situations, you should be making those decisions. Now, if he was saying, I'm thinking we should go for it on two, how do you feel? That's different. He's gauging the, the, the comfort of his quarterback there. But what he said is, what do you think? Should we go for it? Or what do you want to do? Should we go for two? To me, that was the wrong way to do it. Well, so here's how I'd respond to that. What, what player is going to say, if you, if you say to any player, should we go for two? Or do you think we can make a two? No, no, no player is going to say, no, I don't. I think we, sh I think we should kick, kick the extra point. No one's going to say that. Every time you, every time you play, you're going to think you're going to make the play. No one actually thinks, oh yeah, this is going to be incomplete. So, and, and as you say, that's where the coach comes in. The coach needs to be make take more of the decision making process and owning it a bit more. Yeah. But on top of that, the other thing I'm going to say is they're not a team that has issues with a kicker. They have the classically trained opera singer. The greatest kicker in NFL history. Most famous most opera people. singer from Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> they have, in what most people agree, is the, the greatest kicker in NFL history. And, and Justin I would agree Tucker. with that as well. So it's not like you have you have a kicker that's missing a lot of field goals and, and low on confidence. You have what is as close to a surefire thing as there has ever been in NFL history, and yet you're still not giving him the opportunity to. To, to, to play it's like I, I, yeah I, I can't talk about this enough. It, it just pisses me off it, I, it pisses I just, me off too I, I, can't, I, I just don't get it what I, I would have done in that scenario if I was the quarterback as Huntley is like you know what I would no. love to go for two yeah. but we got Tuck 
Right. And yeah. he will hit, get us there. And if we can get him another 30, 40 yards in overtime, he will get us the game. Right. And that's what people say. That's what people have said. That you don't you don't always need to score a touchdown in overtime. You can you can let Justin Tucker kick a 55, 60-yard field goal. He's done it before. Yeah. So what, why not give him that opportunity when you have that option? Just uh, flabbergasted. To me, it's showing a lack of confidence from Jim Harbaugh, not just in himself coaching, but it's showing that you don't have a lot of confidence in the rest of your team, especially going against, up against the likes of uh, of Aaron Rodgers because you're just afraid that, oh, he's just going to drive down the field. Let's not even worry about them. Like, have some confidence in your defense. Show your team that you've got confidence in yes. your defense. And, I'm, I'm pissed off. And, the, and the last thing I'm just going to say is drawing that match without Lamar Jackson again is no disgrace when you don't have your stars in quarterback if you get a tie against Aaron Rodgers against Aaron Rodgers this is one of those weeks where I said you know what a draw in this scenario a tie in this scenario is not as bad as any as as a loss as a different type of tie right 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 there are ties that are worse but this would not have been one of them because you were expected to lose this game yeah and you proved everybody right yeah um, we brought this up when we were talking about the Chiefs and Chargers. I would love to see this game again in the playoffs. That this this is a fun rivalry to watch with these two quarterbacks. Yes, and I think it's going to be a rivalry for the for the years because they're two of the most talented quarterbacks in the 100%. NFL. So, yeah. Were there any other games that you wanted to bring up? I think no. we talked about all I the th- big I think ones. we've done all the, all the all the most important ones. All yeah. right. So with that being the case, let's bring it back to the league oh, and no. let's look ahead to the future, to the beginning of leading up to our eventual true champion. <laughs> true champion. We're still looking to see who's going to be that guy to stand above everybody else and say, oh, that regular season crown is Well, a, cha- a champion has already been crowned. This is just a champion, not that true champion. Exhibition stuff. So in our lower bracket, we Absolutely. have Mark versus Spence. The last time that Mark played a game, it was a good game. He put up 140 points and you crushed him with 163, but... Again, I want to remind people what his roster looks like. Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, who's playing again, even though he didn't do a great His favorite player. Play. His favorite player, CEH Clyde <laughs> Edwards-Hilaire. CeeDee Lamb, Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman Jr., who's actually been catching fire. Yeah. Um, his team looks really, really stacked. He does have a couple of injury questions and concerns. Alexander Madison's on the bench, but not really worried about that. His kicker, Harrison Butker. Currently listed as an out coming up. Is he on the COVID list? He is on the COVID list. And he will not be activated. Mark, you need a kicker. Mark, you need a kicker. Mark, you need a kicker. Now, meanwhile, Spence, taking a look at his team. This is the Aaron Rodgers team of the year. Aaron Rodgers, Sequin Barkley. Uh, also has DK Metcalf and uh, Keenan Allen. He looks like he's been playing a couple of interesting things. He's playing Javante Williams, who's had a pretty good year so far for a player that, uh, that you know, was a, a rookie that a lot of people had hopes for, and has been stepping up. But he's got, I don't know, like he's been playing KJ Osborne, who was replacing Adam Thielen when he went down. Yes. He's also got David Njoku. Can you see the projections? Uh, yeah. no, because no, because the, because ma- the, the pairings that. haven't happened for next week yet, so you so, can't see that. Yes, so here's, here's what I think. On paper, it looks like that... Uh, Mark has got this handily, if I was to say. Yes, but I'd like to remind you, this is Spencer we're talking about here. Who can pull who games out of his play. has won all of his 9 or 10 or 15 matches by 0.4 points. 
Yeah. So fraudulently by your account. If if anyone, so I mean, I the projection agree with you. is that uh, Mark has about a thirteen point advantage right now. Right, which means Spencer is going to win by with, with Mark points. not having a kicker. So I'm going to put it out there that I believe Spencer, even though improper Mark on paper should win this matchup. I do believe Spencer has been. Look, he often said when he was a guest on our podcast, the football gods. Have smiled on him. Have smiled on him. He's the team and, of destiny. And he is the. I, and I and I I don't disagree with that. I think he's going to ride ride that luck all the way to the final. And I can see him pulling out a win against a team that he should lose to. And I'm going to predict he wins by less than a point. <laughs> oh. Mark, sorry, you got to step up sorry, this week. Proper Mark, you I love you. Step up this but week. But you're you're playing you're playing a team that does not know how to lose has the destiny gods on their side yes and the other matchup that we have we got some prodigal son of the of the of the league coming back to finally play after a week off playing against jerry who just had a smashing performance this past week oh my gosh we already talked about his roster pat mahomes aaron jones leonard fournette who is out for the year now and uh leonard fournette is out for the year he is uh, and they did just re-sign Le'Veon Bell earlier today. They did sign him to be able to fill up that spot on the roster, which means that Jerry does have to fill a running back spot on their team. Looks like he's got Daryl Henderson as the only other running back on his but roster. But Daryl Henderson has been really good for the Rams. Yeah, so, when he stays healthy, he's been fine. All I can say is I'm glad that I had a bye this week because... All your players needed rest. Yes, and, and my team did not perform very well in terms of winning. They did them. not. If they you had played not. this week, you would have been out. Yes, I would have lost. Um, Reminding our listeners of his roster. Um, the, his, the, the championship winning roster, I the, might add. The, but league, go the ahead. regular season champion rosters uh, houses such powerhouse players as Justin Herbert, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Pat Fryermuth, and the legendary, legendary <laughs> Hunter Renfro. He has been a beast recently. <laughs> he wasn't this last weekend. But. On paper, looking at next week's projection. Oh, no, but, but, but please also enlighten the folks about my bench too. Oh, yeah, Because sure. I do have some stars Jalen Waddle looks pretty good. Carson Wentz had a bummer of a game this past week. Dalton you, Schultz. You picked up Melvin Gordon from somebody who I think <laughs> got the better of that deal. I think Javante Williams. Russell been, Gage has been very good recently fine. for the Atlanta. Uh, but um, right now, the projections between you and Jerry... You are currently slated to have 131 points for week 16 without any projections. And right now, Jerry is projected to have about 113, but he doesn't have any points from Leonard Fournette. So it's likely going to be closer to like 125, 128. So it's going to be a really close projected high scoring game between yeah, the I mean, two of you. Yeah, I mean, to me, projections. You've never Jack. liked projections. No, because I mean, yeah, go off your gut. Yes, I do go off my gut. But. That's what all the beer is for. I lost. I lost to Jerry last time, and I can see myself losing to him again. So, I am really annoyed that I am playing Jerry, and I'm, I'm naturally a pessimist by heart, so I can see myself losing. I just hope, I will say, I have a very good team. I, I have a few weak spots in my team, and sometimes you just have to hope they show up. Yep. Now, two weeks ago, I got my highest total of the season when I played one versus two. And, you and know, then when you played against nobody, you put up your work. Right, 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 exactly. The one spot, the one player that I, that I have been slightly worried about, actually, is Jamal Chase recently has certainly slowed. Now, he's still very good. But 
over the last few weeks he really hasn't put up the numbers that he was putting up at the very beginning of the season first five six seven weeks um I mean, he got you 23 points a couple of weeks ago against the 49ers. Right, but then if you take that one out, last week he had one catch. And then 10, then 10, 10 points, 6. 10 9, 9, 12. Yeah. Not great. He's, and he was against Cleveland. At the beginning of the season. So I, I wonder if I may look to, you know, maybe replace him with Jalen Waddle has just been reactivated, I believe. Yep. Um, so I may put in Jalen Waddle over Jamar Chase. Yep. But I just, I just don't know. It's one of those tricky things because the Bengals have so much firepower. T. Higgins seems to be their number one option over the last few weeks. Um, so I, I, I don't know, but I have options. Um, I will also say I did pick up DeAndre Swift. Now I don't know if he's going to be available. He probably won't be. But that was a good pickup by by me. Yeah, I don't um, think it's going to be available no, this week. No, I don't, I don't think he will. But, you know, I yeah, picked him up on a whim. Shoulder injury for a running back who, um, I don't know, I don't think this next week is going to be the right no, week for that. No. But, you know what? It's going to be a, it's going to be a close uh, Yeah, it's going to be a close, close game for next week. And we have this term uh, back in England, you know, someone can be a bogey team, meaning a team that you should win against always seems to beat you and I just have this weird feeling with Jared I mean I've said this before we, we talked about it earlier in this episode I don't know how he's lost six matches this year with our team I mean he, he should be 11 and 3 10 and 4 12 and 2 whatever um, I, I, I don't know how he's managed to lose part of the problem is actually likely his running back situation Darren Jones hasn't played every week Leonard Fournette hasn't played every week Pat Mahomes had a pretty down first half of the season um Marquise Brown hasn't stepped up every single week. It's just been like recently they all kind of gelled at the right time. We'll see how it plays out. It's we'll going to be a really fascinating I'm, I'm really hoping my team steps up. I I know I'm really proud of my team. This is arguably the best team I've ever had in fantasy. Yeah. Um, I, I have few weak spots, um, if any. And and in terms of even my bench, I can plug yeah. and play people. But I'm, uh, I, I, I'm not hopeful. So, yeah. So before Jerry, we leave, please forget about your team. You're not playing this week, so yeah, just don't don't put anyone in. <laughs> Leonard, Leonard Fournette is playing this week. If it, yeah, <laughs> he will be playing. Before we leave, talking about Jerry's team, which is appropriately named Friday Night Punks, I want to have a, just a quick shout out to the Friday Night Punks shout and out to FT community. Night Punks. This is actually kind of a traumatic week for the community overall, uh, because as a result of like some DCMA. Uh, shenaniganery that was going on. Somebody put in a request against. What was that word? Shenaniganery. Shenaniganery. Yeah. Wow. Just, One of my favorite words word. of all time. It's a, it's a great word. Yeah. Um, the the entire collection got pulled from OpenSea uh, because there is a uh, a check to double check to make sure that the content that's being put on there doesn't violate any copyright issues. Okay. Um, it seems like it was being flagged by some dummy accounts that were just trying to like try to cash in and uh, the, as soon as our. Uh, say our mini the collection for Friday Night Punks was pulled there were about like five or six like fake versions of it that popped up and people were being duped into buying them uh, this is trying to be resolved right now uh, there are uh, the owner of the collection has been in contact with OpenSea it looks like it may take a little bit of time for it to be resolved uh, but again I this is a fun NFT there are no logos uh, there are no like particular uh, trademark uh, attributes that related to the NFL, the NFL Players Association, that is uh, connected to any of these other than the names of the players, which those, those, I think that's what the question is right now. Okay. But again, these are incredibly fun NFTs. 
uh, connected to blockchain of pixelized versions of your favorite NFL players. I still am holding on to my Kyler Murray. It is still existing. It's just not listed on OpenSea right now. So the actual uh, NFT still exists just off of the platform that they were at for the time being. That will likely be rectified within the coming weeks. Uh, give them a, ch a check uh, when they eventually come back. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. But with that, there's only one thing left to do. There is only one thing left to talk about. And let's talk about our pickups. How good do you feel, Biz, about getting points from your most favorite team in the whole world? No comment. Biz loves that team from Jerry World. Loves that team from Jerry World. America's team. America's team. Biz's team. I knew, Let's I be knew honest. you would come through for me when, when I needed you the most. I will not name them. But yes, I picked them to win against the sorry New York Giants. Even wearing a Cowboys jersey right now in this uh, this wonderful uh, pub that's filled with uh, Washington football team and Eagles fans. I am not and have never and will never wear <laughs> a sorry Cowboys jersey um, in my lifetime. I can assure pe the people at home with that. Stephen A. Smith wore a Cowboys jersey. He did, but that's because he lost a bet. Yeah. So we'll get you there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, not much to say. I picked America's team, and I got a point. So I'm I'm happy that I got the win. I, the one silver lining is I never have to pick them again for the rest of the year. <laughs> and I picked also successfully this past week, which leaves me in a potential place to be able to tie with Biz. Uh, assuming that Biz craps the bed for the rest of the season. I picked the Miami Dolphins. Okay, to be able to they, beat they, they got a win. They got a win. They did what they needed to do. And the Dolphins continue their winning streak. So I am really, really excited to see what these last games of the season are going to put up. And let's take a look at what our upcoming games are going to look like. I'm getting to the point of the season where there are a number of great teams I have yet to pick. I've not yet picked the Bucks. I have not yet picked the Chiefs. Or the Lions. I've not yet picked the Lions. <laughs> I've not yet picked the Seahawks. Or the so Jets. I've got, I, I did pick the Jets, actually. Oh, you did? I did oh, pick yes, the Jets. Beat, beat the this week, I'm going to pick a team that I actually think is going to go on a run to be able to finish out the rest of the season. We talked about them at length earlier. And I'm a really, really big fan of this particular team this week. I am selecting an on-the-road Chargers to be able to go and beat the Houston Texans. A team that I think may lose the rest of their games. You see, I know why you did that. What do you because mean? Because I haven't picked the Chargers yet. So, and now I can't pick them. Oh! Or, or can I pick them? Because I haven't picked them. We haven't done that yet. Oh, 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 so are you saying it's an unwritten rule? So here's the thing. In the spirit of sportsmanship. So I will say that at any particular point, if, if it is in what we're doing, if it's... If, it, if you just match me every single pick for the rest of the season, then there's then no I way, then you will win. <laughs> and that's just going to be unfun for the rest okay, of the Okay, so in, in the spirit, even though Mark is cheating, but in the what spirit of... I, uh, I just picked a team I wanted to play. I wasn't looking at your players, I was looking at my teams. I like the Chargers. Ooh, just looking at the Seahawks Bears. I That's haven't not picked, a bad game. I haven't picked your team yet, have I? You have not picked my team. But he's, he's actually... You also haven't picked the Bears. <laughs> I have not picked the Bears. Ugh, 
These I've, last I've, few weeks are the trickiest weeks of the whole year. Have I picked the Patriots? You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pick pick one out of the hat here. So, you know, basically I picked every team, it seems like, and I can't pick anyone. So I'm gonna pick the Atlanta Falcons to beat the Lions. Oh, that's not a bad game. I was wondering if you would find that game. I was wondering if you'd find that game because that is a perfect type of game. The the Lions are riding this big high. Yes. They've had this big yes. win and against. Hopefully they'll come crushing back down. And the to Falcons win. are not eliminated from no, the playoffs. They're six and eight. They're they're a team that people, you know, also been sort of discounting as this kind of really rubbish team. But they're not. Yeah, they have a losing record, but they're not god awful. So, I think they're a team that's a little bit worse than what their record actually shows. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that they're likely just the best team that's coming up. Yeah. And so that's, been a, uh, let's take a look at their schedule. How have they played as of late? They've gone 500. So they yeah. lost the the Bucks and the Niners. They beat the Jaguars and the Panthers. Lost to the Patriots. Lost the Cowboys. Beat the Saints. So and they lost the Panthers, the divisional games. So they lost to a lot of teams that they just should have lost to. Yeah. And this is a game, the Lions, who they should beat. They should beat the Lions. They have been I mean, a very, Lions, very good on-paper team this year. The Lions are still a very, very bad team. They Atlanta are. at home is a and tough place to Jared play. And Goff may not play. Atlanta, exactly. And Atlanta has, they still have, you know, some decent players on offense. Yeah. So that is my pick, the Falcons over the Lions. That is not a bad pick. So you heard it here first, Biz. You heard it here Rebounding from his shame of picking the Cowboys to lift them up an additional <laughs> Never point. again. Never again. You know what? This ne- I, I might put this out for next year. I, I, I don't have to pick the Cowboys, so I might even use that as a rule. Like, I will not be. I will never uh, pick the Cowboys. I will, you, you cannot allow me to pick the Cowboys, even if they're playing a team that is like 0-15. I've got a lot 16. of fun ideas for what we can do with these these pick'em games for next year. Yeah, I'm really really excited about like the, the the type of things that we can come up with the, over the off season. Yeah. And with that, um, that's gonna be it that we've got for this week. Yeah. On the subject of like the type of stuff that we're planning on being able to do for next year, we still have a lot of to, of this year to get through. Yes. The rest of the season and the playoffs. But if any of you listening have any uh, thoughts or ideas or like, man, I wish that they would go further with something like this, give us a shout out on Twitter at Improper Football. That's improper spelled properly and football spelled improperly. Yeah. That is I M P R O P E R F U T B A L L. Two L's. We did change that name. The actual handle about a month and a half ago or so. We did. Uh, to add the additional L to fill up the entire 15 characters on Twitter. We did. But definitely. We would love to hear from folks. Tweet at us. If you're already following on us, that's great. Uh, continue to talk about how we make terrible, terrible, terrible picks. And maybe you'll be able to check out some of the fun things that I do on the playoff simulator uh, that ESPN puts up. I, I did find out uh, yesterday that it is still technically possible for the Denver Broncos to get the number one overall seed in the AFC just because the playoff simulator says it's possible. Yep. So uh, I would love to be able to see some of you guys uh, meet me out there on Twitter. Absolutely. Any last shout outs? I think that's my shout out, talking about the Twitter account. What about you? I would like to shout out, as you know, I've been in Cincinnati the last 10 days or so. I would just like to shout out uh, the choir that I was singing with, the Union. Um, It's a new choir in Cincinnati. I just want to shout them out. Thanks so much to a wonderful group of singers and musicians that I worked with. Thanks so much for all your hospitality, making me feel welcome. It was my first time in the Queen City. 
some great places to drink real ale, so I felt very much at home too. So I just want to shout them out. Uh, thanks, guys, for a wonderful, wonderful 10 days. And with that, the Seahawks lost, the Eagles won, uh, and my beer is empty. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Uh, you'll hear from us after uh, after all of that is done. After Cheers. the holidays. Cheers. Merry Christmas, mate. Merry Christmas.